0: So I've had a lot on my mind regarding the coronavirus situation in the U.S. So this week I have with me Justin Hurches from the U.S. state of Michigan, and he's a medical worker, more specifically a phlebotomist. So Justin, thank you so much for coming on today. My pleasure, brother. First question, what exactly Mm -hmm. is a phlebotomist? A phlebotomist is somebody who is
1: trained in the arts of procuring blood specimens. So what my job is at Sparrow is I uh, make sure that I'm drawing blood properly from patients, uh, ensuring that the quality of the specimen specimen is maintained. Um, So a a lot of my job involves making sure I'm selecting blood from a proper Mm -hmm. vein, making sure the person doesn't get bruised, and then ensuring that that blood goes into the corresponding tubes for the proper tests so that the doctors can quickly get that information for the patient. And about 80% of all of the information a doctor is able to gather from patients comes from lab specimens. So in blood is certainly
0: included in that. So being a phlebotomist, it's it's pretty right. exciting. So you basically poke people for a living. I do, I, I poke people <laughs> with needles for a living. Right. So, I, I'm guessing you're really busy these days. I mean, um, I'm guessing a lot of the corona bl- um, tests are, Blood based. I'm not too sure about that. Well,
1: uh, what's interesting is many nurses will perform a nasal swab where they put a yeah, little heard about that. plastic it sounds a thing. a bit
0: nasty, honestly.
1: It is nasty. It goes all the way up into your brain, basically, and they, they take a little swab, or at least that's what it feels like. Um, <laughs> and with the blood, I, I'm not sure if there is currently a method to test for corona using blood work. But we, we test for a lot of other things that would indicate if somebody does have an infection that they're fighting. Right. So, right. so
0: that's how it all ties in. Got it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, so if anybody is suspected of having Corona, a doctor will always have a phlebotomist draw blood on that person.
0: So, you know, you're definitely one of these brave people who's out there <laughs> on the front line. Everyone is just, you know, fra- praising and posting about social media on, you know, but not everyone actually gets to hear from you guys, you know, so if you could just share what's what exactly is going on on the battlefield.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, not much as of right now, Gabriel, not much, um, because surprisingly and against what has probably been reported in the media lately, uh, mm-hmm. hospitals are not as busy as what people are letting on.
0: Really? Um, I mean, I just saw something on the news Um regarding michigan that it has like one of the highest cases besides new york i'm not sure if i'm getting that right but is that accurate
1: i'm sure it's true uh we have i've heard the the third highest amount of cases um Mm -hmm. and to tell you the truth that doesn't really surprise me because people in detroit michigan which is a major city in michigan are not really following social distancing practices uh very strictly Um, And and that's a that's part of the reason why there were so many cases in Detroit. But fortunately, uh, from what I've recently read, many of those cases are declining. And one of the hospitals, Beaumont, uh, which had a, a huge amount of covid patients just like three weeks ago, is actually looking at closing because it is not it's no longer busy over there.
0: Really? So how did, yep. how does this tie in, you know, high cases, but you know, hospitals are not busy? How how does this work out? Well, in,
1: in Michigan, we're testing a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. and I did read an article on PubMed that 80.33% of people who, uh, are tested for COVID there, that percentage of people, it's a false positive. I don't know if that's true. I, I try not to believe every single thing I read, but, mm-hmm. um, it could be false positives. Who knows? It it very could it very well could be true. Uh, but I do know that the the hospitals such as Beaumont are closing. Um, Mayo Clinic has had to um, they are suspending paying many of their employees. I thought I heard something about one point six billion wow. dollars that they're they're currently freezing and they're not hiring any any more staff members at Mayo Clinic. So yeah, it. It appears, especially in Michigan, and I can speak from experience for our hospital, it's no longer Got very it. busy. It's it's a ghost town.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously a lot of things are going on in the media right now. I'm sure you've seen these posts by these healthcare workers who they're just posting a lot of stuff, like showing how terrible their situation is. Uh, they're unable to go home and they're getting blood clots and blisters on their faces from wearing masks um, all day. Is this something you've seen or does it vary from place to place and is it still going on or was that in the earlier stages? It's nothing I've seen at Sparrow Hospital. Um, and as somebody mm-hmm. who has
1: drawn easily over a hundred COVID patients, um, <laughs> I, I I haven't encountered any of that. Um, the, the personal protective equipment that we have is excellent. Um, mm-hmm. But I I, I haven't encountered anyone um, going home with blood clots. or I'm sure people do (laughs) get blisters on their feet because there's a lot of walking that can occur in the hospital. Right, yeah. Do you think
0: this stuff actually happens in, say, other states maybe?
1: Uh, Maybe. um, Maybe like New York where the cases are higher. But with the the cases beginning to wane here in Michigan, um, I, I would say that it's probably on the decline.
0: Got it. Okay. Um, So, Justin, you know, with the U.S. topping the number of corona cases worldwide, uh, I think a lot of people have their eyes on America right now. And, you know, they're saying a lot of things right now. Uh, I'm sure we've all seen um, some people are listening to the mainstream media blaming Trump. Some are trying to take, you know, the more rational approach and justifying the numbers that um, by saying that, you know, the U.S. is a lot bigger than, you know, say, Europe so, as someone who's you know s- has seen what's really going on, mm-hmm. what is the stupidest thing you've ever seen someone say regarding this coronavirus situation?
1: To say the truth, it's probably when people suggest that and, and I've seen a lot of Facebook posts about it, people uh, posting a picture of Jesus knocking on somebody's door uh saying, <laughs> "I know you believe that your health is in my hands, but that doesn't mean you're excluded from washing your hands." To tell you the truth, I don't think anyone in the United States believes that you ought to not wash your hands right now. It's just a, a silly thing, and I think it's an attempt to slap religious people across the face. And as somebody who is uh, a yeah. firm believer in Jesus and somebody who is a a proud Christian because of what Christ has done for me, um, mm-hmm. prior to going into any COVID rooms, I always write uh, I, I write a Bible verse on my arm prior to going mm-hmm. into uh, these COVID rooms, such
0: as yeah, like be, I've, be strong I've seen and a good that. Church. That's really nice. Mm-hmm. That's inspirational. But I'm sure you also take the relevant precautions besides <laughs> writing a Bible verse on your hands.
1: Yeah, I would. I would prefer not to die. <laughs> yeah, of uh, I, I, I like life. <laughs> life is rather nice. Um, but I certainly uh, take all the necessary precautions. But I
0: don't see uh, how it would be mutually exclusive. Yeah, to that's a valid. That. Yeah. Yeah, that's a valid point. You know that. Uh, I have seen posts like that, but I never thought about it in that way that, you know, are Christians actually doing that? And now that you've mentioned it, you know, I think not, I don't think people are that dumb, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. And I, you've probably heard me say this already, but I believe that if God could keep Ratchak and Benny safe from certain death in a fiery furnace, he can certainly keep me safe from a bug.
0: Yeah, I've seen that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And that's definitely true. (laughs) So, You know, another thing is what I've been saying for a while now is that the current disaster is um, caused by the infectiousness of this virus rather than the ability of the government to implement effective measures. Again, I'm not the biggest fan of my, um, the Singapore government's societal policies and stuff, but Mm -hmm. I have the deepest respect for the ability to govern, to govern efficiently and effectively effectively resulting in the, you know, world-class infrastructure that Singapore is known for. But Mm -hmm. even we are now struggling to keep the numbers from rising. Like they are rising at numbers like I've never, like like I never expected them to Mm -hmm. be. You know, living in Singapore, you tend to take things for granted. So do you see the high case numbers in the US as a sign of the government's failure to take appropriate action? Or is it just the virus? What do you think?
1: actually i don't think that's the case at all because we have emperor whitmer pardon me uh governor (laughs) whitmer here in michigan and she has implemented some pretty strict policies and yet we still have the third highest incidence of corona in the nation it it Mm -hmm. obviously appears that there is no correlation between uh government policies and the reduction of COVID 19 in michigan so I would say it largely depends on the citizens in Michigan to keep themselves safe and to properly practice social distancing. Ultimately, I think it depends on the citizens
0: exercising their liberties in a responsible way. Exactly, exactly. I really believe glad it's you agree. all up to the... Yeah, it's, it's definitely all up to the individual because you you can put in oh. as many policies as you want, mm-hmm. um, but unless you are a full-on dictatorship And Singapore is, you know, pretty authoritarian with their leadership, the government and stuff. But even unless you're some full-on dictatorship, you're not going to be able to fully lock people in their homes. And that obviously is going to cause the spread one way or another, unless the individual is taking personal responsibility to prevent the spread. So, you know, regarding this whole idea of, you know, individual liberty, all that. Um, of course, you saw this come in. Um, I've seen some protest um, posts, um, some yeah. news about the protests and stuff. And of course, most of these people are, you know, fellow conservatives like you and me who want their freedom. But here's what's really been on my mind, you know, because I'm seeing a lot of people on the conservative side of the aisle posting things like stay home, practice social distancing. And on the other hand, we have These people who are literally going outside and protesting, definitely not social distancing. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, personally, I'm seeing a bit of a disconnect here. Of course, I'm all for liberty and stuff, but I'm just Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what exactly is going on here. Well,
1: I believe that the Michigan economy is going to continue to be shut down until May 1st, which is, um, I believe, the time that Governor Whitmer wanted the uh, economy to be shut down. And that's fine. Um, many people are eager to get back to work and I think what would be wise would be to find a way for people to get back to work safely mm-hmm. because if we just choose to reopen the economy all of a sudden, I don't really see how that's going to, I, I can't really see the coronavirus virus saying to itself, hmm, you know, I'm just going to choose to completely die by May 1st and then all of everyone in Michigan is going to be fine to go back to work. I don't really think that's the case. I think it would be wiser yeah. for the governor to perhaps look on a case by case basis, county by county, um, which counties and which areas have the highest risk of coronavirus uh, and which ones have a decreased risk. And those ones that have a decreased risk, maybe try and find a way for those people to safely go back to work um, and see what works instead of just having everything shut down uh, for such a long period yeah. of time. But, yeah, you mentioned Got the uh, mm-hmm. the protests. To tell you the truth, um, I see, obviously, I see nothing wrong with people choosing to exercise their First Amendment right to free speech and protest.
0: Yeah, definitely, of course.
1: Um, And if they want to protest the, the various overreaches that Governor Whitmer has engaged in, I am certainly for that because some of them are rather egregious. And I know some people may disagree with me, but some of them are like not allowing your dying family member to have any visitors whatsoever and they just have to die alone yeah so that's that's a a big overreach but the main concern was just that uh uh, ambulances may have had a more difficult time making it to sparrow hospital and fortunately um all of the ambulances made it fine to sparrow so
0: got it yeah i did see some clips from the protest and the people that they were interviewing now I, i felt that Personally, I felt like these guys who were interviewing the protesters were trying to make it seem like they were doing this terrible, horrible thing. But <laughs> when I heard the things that these protesters had to say, like it, it was perfectly reasonable, honestly. Mm-hmm. like the, They tried really hard to make them look bad, but I think all it showed that it's just a bunch of people who are practicing their First Amendment rights mm-hmm. and who have families that they have to feed and they want to yeah. get back to work. Because so. I,
1: I think that's the voice of everybody in America right now. They're, they're tired mm-hmm. of the quarantine. Governor Whitmer acknowledges that. She says she's tired of the quarantine as well, which like, mm-hmm. I, I feel you, sister, I feel you. But part of the reason why so many people were offended um, and are sort of fed up with many of her policies include just, I wrote down a couple of the reasons, like you're not allowed to buy seeds. I think you can buy them online, but for farmers, this is obviously an issue. Uh, yeah, I experienced you're not allowed to buy paint. I went into the store, and many sections of the store are uh, sectioned off. You Gordon can't off, get into them. I guess. Yeah, yeah. You you can't buy furniture. You can't use a boat with a motor, but you can use a boat with a set of paddle. Yeah, paddles. all this
0: stuff is it's really un-American, isn't it? And it doesn't feel like America. It doesn't feel like America at all.
1: It is unusual, but I. I think two of the biggest things were, you know, originally she threatened doctors with penalties if they prescribed hydroxychloroquine, uh, which we've been using on patients now at Sparrow for weeks Mm -hmm. with relatively positive results. And has that been working out? It's been working out well. Um, Honestly, we haven't had many deaths at Sparrow. Uh, And Hmm. some of the people who have died from COVID, I'm sure we're going to die of any illness anyway. Um,
0: right. I think that's the narrative that um, I'm hearing a lot. So I'm glad to yeah. hear that coming from you because I I did question that a bit. So it's good to hear that coming from you, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. So although I think that the virus is dangerous, um, I do think there needs to be some intelligent policies to allow Michiganders to go back to work safely, as opposed to just saying, everybody stay home, no matter where you're from, even if there's a uh, very unlikely risk that you're going to get the disease um you have to stay home stay stay quarantined
0: but it's just kind of silly yeah i mean i'm all for the whole idea of because there are definitely people who are vulnerable to the corona and stuff but you see that's where home. it comes down to the individual like if you are vulnerable then you should take the personal responsibility to stay home and stay safe. Same goes for the people that you might come in contact with, say your family, because there are so many Americans out there right now. I mean, all over the world, in fact, that Mm -hmm. have no risk, are living alone. They are just locked up at home. They're in a situation where they might as well go to work, but are just not allowed to. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely all for that idea of, you know, just have the vulnerable people be quarantined. What do you think of that?
1: I think that's reasonable because let's face it, if I'm going to work, I think other young people can probably go to work as well, as long as they're <laughs> wearing the proper PPE. If, yeah, if, exactly. people were to go, yeah, if people were to go to work, honestly, if they were to wear N95 masks or even just a simple mask, and some form of eye eyewear.
0: Yeah, they'd uh, be safe, right?
1: They would be. Yeah. Yeah. Because exactly. like I'm just wearing a I'm wearing an N95 mask into patients rooms and I wear like a little um at first I was given a little face shield with little goggles and I went into covid positive rooms with that. Just basically little goggles, that was it and I haven't gotten covid. <laughs> um now we're yeah. now it it we have seems, just these right
0: if it yeah.
1: Yeah, now we have these massive face shields that uh, they look—they look pretty dope. Not gonna lie, but yeah, I think people, I've seen
0: those. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, people could. Does totally it look go like a
0: um, like you know this plastic like, like a wielding mask basically? Yes, yeah, it does. Yeah, those I've seen those super funny, mm-hmm. right? Anyway, I think that's all the time we have for today. Um, but thank you really so much for your time, Justin. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So for, my pleasure. So for all of you out there, Justin and I actually met through Prager PragerU's student ambassador program. So if you love PragerU and want to be a part of this great community and meet awesome people like Justin, just shoot a text to 64600 or shoot me a message. Yes. So, join Prager right. Force. Justin, have a great day and we'll talk again soon. You too, my friend. Thank you.